Hello, Frida Wallace. Hello. Hello. How are we doing? You told me off guard then. I was just looking at the chat. You just do, yeah, you were just kind and of I, doing I, something I so, else and we're going live. I was, I was self-promoting again, <laughs> but um, you find me this week in a hotel room and I've not got my proper equipment with me, so I hope the video's okay and yeah, I hope you can hear... It's coming across okay. It looks good. I, I might... Hotel room. Disclaimer, I might not be in full HD, oh, so I'm sorry. Well, how are we going to cope? You know, I know I need to be in full HD, but anyway, so t the hotel Wi-Fi is a bit, you know, up and down. So you're in the hoodie, by the way. Yeah. All right. Okay. Because Second. I'm. It's freezing. <laughs> Don't they have heating I've in been, hotel rooms? I've been on the phone to this the hotel. The the air conditioning is on. There's no heat, right? So um. What kind uh, of cheap hotel are you in this time? Jeez. <laughs> it's not that cheap. <laughs> <laughs> I'm okay. No. Anyway. So anyway, this is um welcome to Gender Nebulous episode thirty-four. Welcome. Uh, thirty-four, imagine. So tonight we're going to be talking about what we got up to last night, which was we we spent um an evening at LGBT Foundation in Manchester because Miss Wallace was doing a a um a panel event, which was it was quite good, wasn't it? What how did you find it? Mm. Well, you're now speaking to international woman, Miss yeah, Frida Wallace. No, it was actually it was actually such a privilege to be invited because when they invited me, like, do you want to be on a panel for International Women's Day? My initial thought was, oh gosh. So this, you know, is, I was, this was I, through your LGBT Foundation volunteering, wasn't it? How you got the invite? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I work for the LGBT Foundation as a volunteer. And um, I had like real imposter syndrome about it because I thought, because I knew when I promoted this on Twitter, I was going to get, because of the abuse. kind of people, yeah, abuse, but they'll say, oh, you take, you're not a woman, why are you representing International Women's Day? You're taking the place of a woman. So when, when they asked me, I said to the, the organiser, I said, I when this goes on social media, you do realise that this is some of the backlash we're going to get. And they fully understand. And because it's LGBT yeah, foundation. It's LGBT foundation. So they, you know, they, they, that's why they wanted, because they, they're celebrating queer women. Yeah. Do you know? Yeah. And that's it. And that's how I say. So they're doing a couple of initial Ali, Ali, uh, I forgot Ali's surname, uh, the coordinator. I will find it and you can put it in information. But she's, she's, in the, she's facilitating uh, a bunch of events over this week. Uh, called sugar and spice so there's something every day this week isn't there that was yeah uh, was that the first event or yeah this, had there been something the, previous days there's been yeah there's been symposiums and things during the day right. and uh there's been film there's going to be a film screening called uh, a film by uh oh god you know what i'm terrible with names the film's called rebel dykes and it's about punk uh punk lesbians and there's there's sort of girl scene and it's very trans inclusive and you know i know the director of that film um sean she's called and i'm terrible with surnames so sorry but um and then on friday there's a open mic poetry thing that i'm going to do so i'm going to be involved in that as well but last night um it was really nice because we uh, meg lightheart was there and me, and I'm going to forget another name now. So Meg, a, Meg Lightheart, she's the lady who runs Indigo Gender Clinic. That's right, the gender clinic which we are under. So which that was quite, yeah. 
it was quite odd to see Meg in a, in a sort of more social setting for me anyway, yeah. For, yeah. for personal reasons. But um, yeah, she was great. And there was a there was a lady who was a lawyer. Um, I'm not yeah. sure if she'd identify. I, I'm 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 pre judging there a bit because I don't know if she identifies as like I say lady about everybody. But I, I don't know if she's a they them. I, I, I'm really sorry. I should have probably uh, had that information with me. But she's a, a, a solicitor and a lawyer. And uh, she was there to represent queer women at this chat. And it was really good. Cause so we, she was representing I mean, kind I, of the younger age group, wasn't she? Yeah, but I was really she nervous going in into it. She was only in her 20s. She was quite young. Yeah. But she yeah, I think, a lawyer. So I mean, obviously done very fantastic. well. Fantastic. Yeah, yeah, it's brilliant. And I can't. There was a a nice crowd in the room. It's not a big room, but there was a nice crowd in the room, and it was streamed online live as well. You could probably tell me what was what was behind you on the wall was a picture, um, and it it had a. I think it was like one of those. I don't know what you call it. Um, like a crocheted thing. I don't know. I don't know what it's what it's called really. Yeah, um, a tapestry. Yeah, like a tapestry, and it had had a had a line on it. uh, Dykes for trans rights. I thought that was appropriate. Lesbian yeah. And so you, you probably got a better idea of how it went because when I was on that yeah, well, panel, you can't see it, I've, can you, when you sat there? I've forgotten half the things I said. That was good. And, I enjoyed it. And I think I was trying to, because we were talking about our work, how how we, we exist in a professional setting. That was kind yeah. of the framing of it. And I talked a bit about coming out at work because I, the I work obviously we know we were I've spoken about it before I worked for the ambulance service when I started with the ambulance service my name wasn't Frida I transitioned while I was working for the ambulance service so for me that was a positive experience and I know for some people work is a very difficult thing to navigate because you, you you're you're in social situations but with people that don't necessarily are not necessarily invested in being your friend necessarily they're just they're just people you have to get along with because you have to do a job and i think that can be difficult for some people because if you don't have a good support network if you don't feel like your managers are positive and uh, this is why we have lgbtq days this is we have pronoun days it's, it's so companies can say look if you need to come out if you need to talk to managers our managers support you it's not about it's not about anything else it's not about making cis people think they have to talk in a different language all of a sudden, like some uh, Daily Mail reporters might have you believe. It's just about sending a positive signal that the managers above you, if you've got, a, if you're being bullied, if you've got, or it might not even be that. It might just be you want to talk to somebody about, you know, or or, or organise a social event that's to do with LGBT. You can do it. Yeah. So and I'm not sure about your. Your your job, but where I work, we have all these different employee resource groups called ERGs, obviously. Um, you know, for all these, like a whole range of different characteristics. There's there's ERG for disability. There's one for menopause. There's one for LGBT. You know, there's, there's probably about nine of these things um, for all different characteristics. Do you do you have a similar thing where you work, Frida? You... Yeah. yeah. Well, um, so when it's part foundation. When works with those organizations within companies they probably do well there's a there's a link between to to, there is a link between the emergency services and the wider social uh, the wider community because 
we do outreach programs and we do it through the the union and my union is unison do you have does it have connections into lgbt foundation yeah because when we when we do a pride event and we have the ambulance with the rainbow on and the police come out you know all the things that the right wingers hate you know the six you know oh you oh you you know you're trying to turn our kids gay because you've got a queer ambulance you know (laughs) So no, it's just an old ambulance that we've painted up, you know. <laughs> no, it's just a chance, like probably a couple of days a year, where all the staff they volunteer for it. They're not being paid to do it. It's the day off. It, it would have been their designated day off anyway. So they, because they care about the communities they exist in. Yeah, and they, and, don't, and they, care of, they don't just do this for the LGBT community. They do it for all kinds of things. It's not, you know, it's like it exactly. Would be wrong. It would be wrong to say the ambulance service only does this. This is what got me in trouble, actually, with, with because there were pictures of me that were put on social media in my uniform, stood next to the police, stood next to nurses who represent LGBTQ, uh, the pride umbrella. And then people that people think I should not be working for that organisation because for some reason I'm... I'm not fit to do that because I'm trans. That, they don't I mean, say go, to, go to any pride event, like, you know, like the big events like Manchester, you'll see in the processions, you know, there's mm. company after company going down those processions with all kinds of people who are probably members but, of ERGs within those companies, you know. There's... But I can I can say it now that the LGB, uh, what is it, uh, LGB Alliance wrote to my bosses yeah. and tried to get me tried fired. To get fired. Mm. They tried to do that. And what and the, re- the way they did it, right, was to find pictures of me from my personal Twitter account, find instances where I was less than professional, and take those photos, take screenshots, and then put them together with pictures of me in uniform, and then say, oh, see this person who's involved in, like, goes on nights out dressed in next to nothing. <laughs> should they be allowed to work there? Yes, I should. Because yes. the two things are not linked, unless I'm, you make I'm, them. I'm going to bring the uh, the chat into the screen, so because the, there's quite a few chat comments coming in. So let me just bring that in. Oh, can you see it? I... Yeah, it's on the screen now. So have you got it on your phone? So you can I can see. It. I can see. Criti- critical cupcake. Hi, Roger Plankton. Yeah, so we've got Roger. Critical cupcake. We've got somebody called Miss Frida Wallace. Miss... Don't know who she is. <laughs> And, um, some, and somebody called Stream Elements. No, who don't know. The Swabu, the Swabu Boutique. The Swabu Boutique is here. We're Hi, saying ladies. your name Cooper again Coffee. Thank correctly. You mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. Well, so thanks for so, joining us. Thanks, for joining and, us and thanks for commenting. And, and I'll leave it on the screen because then everybody can see what other people are putting, can't they? So. So yeah, the, this week. So it's been International Women's Day. It's been uh, International uh, Women's History Month. So what what has happened is to capitalise on this day, certain, excuse me, gen, gender criticals, um, namely Kathleen Stark, has got on Woman's Hour today. Oh, yeah, to let's talk about, that. It was awful. What was it called? Lesbian, uh, what's she calling it? They started a new organisation. I can't remember the exact name. Um, hang on, I can look it up. You keep talking, I'll look it up while you're talking. So, so anyway, yeah, the, we know that the BBC and Women's Hour, especially, have got a bit of a, a history of platforming 
uh, prominent grant gender criticals. And Kathleen Stock has been on there before. We know Emma Barnett. Uh, she, I think Emma Barnett is off at the moment. I think she's on maternity leave. But Emma Barnett is very much um, sympathetic, I would say, to the GC view. And I, and I come to that conclusion because of the amount of GC gender criticals that she platforms. Okay, I found, the name. I found what it's called. It's called um, the Lesbian Project. The Lesbian Project. So what they're doing... Instead of being Let me honest, read out what, the, what it says in the tweet. I mean, it, it's the lesbian project themselves are treated. We are the lesbian project. Are delighted to have Martina Navratilova as our patron. Um, brilliant, brilliant, yeah, great start. Um, so it, it was on BBC Radio Four today. Uh, they've got people like uh, Julie Bindle. Um, yeah, fuck her. Stock. There's pretty much it's a who's who of transphobia, you know. Yeah, so what, I mean, they, uh, sorry, I, I just come in because what they're doing really, instead of being honest and saying they're, they're, they're transphobic, they're, ne they're never going to say that. So they have to find ways in which trans women can be excluded. And one of the ways they do it is they'll say trans women can't be lesbians because you don't identify into being a lesbian. Actually, it's you've, something... you've frozen up. Oh, yeah, you're moving again. You froze up for a minute. Oh, sorry. Um, what did you miss there? Because I don't want anybody you, to miss anything. Oh, I can hear you, but your image froze. But you're okay. <laughs> Keep going. Sorry. So so what I'm saying is, um, with this Roger's lesbian project... Comment. Have you seen that comment from Roger? Uh, I can't see it. The moment. lesbian project will be... A better name for a program rock band. Yeah, I thought the uh, I thought Lesbian Erasure was going to be a, a band, <laughs> but um, uh, I forgot what I was oh, going to say. Sarah's, so, Sarah's on the uh, call on the thing too. Hi, Sarah. Um, Cancelled so hard they so, got straight into the Telegraph and on the BBC. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So what the BBC are doing here, knowingly is creating an instance where trans women, especially trans women, they never mentioned trans men, um, are excluded from being... Because the, the fact is, right, if I'm intimate with a woman, being me, it's got nothing to do with anybody else, how I identify. That's my autonomous decision. If I say I'm a lesbian, then I'm, I'm, I'm not claiming the word... I'm claim I, I'm describing a situation. So if a woman is intimate with me, I it's up to her if she describes herself as a lesbian, bisexual, or whatever. It, you can't you can't control the way people express themselves. That's what it comes down to. So so while they could make an argument that says if you're not biologically a woman, you can't be a lesbian because there's something innate about being a lesbian that is linked to your sexual organs that i mean you could possibly make that argument but that's i mean the way i look at it is you know you know be be yourself whatever your identity is whatever your gender identity is be yourself and whoever you fancy mm. or fancies you you know have fun with mm. that i mean there's nothing more to it it's that simple i mean yeah so no one's being erased so they can yeah true but they can make that argument but the argument is a puritanical one the argument is an authoritarian one because it seeks to define something by biology now when you do that you t it's, it's, it's like what i said last night 
at the um the conference whatever you call it but say, yeah, to me it's an argument yeah. the panel the diff the thing to me it's about either uh, autonomy or anatomy now do you want to define your life and your experience of the world through your anatomy do we do that as human beings no we don't generally there are times when your anatomy will indicate or um, be the driver of what you do but we don't express ourselves because of that we express ourselves through our our autonomous um you know navigation understanding of social uh, social situations it's like i always say um biology is your hardware and gender is your software and people communicate with the program you're running it's like when men are misogynistic towards me they don't care what my biology is underneath this dress or whatever i'm wearing they see me as the thing i'm projecting out into the world right so if a man is threatening to me it doesn't matter to him whether i'm a, a trans woman or a, a cis woman yeah i mean you know, the, no idea so it's, he's just doing it because you're a woman i'm not saying that they're the same because there will no. be differences yeah. but the the argument that kathleen stock is making in in her book material girls like the yeah, words a bit different material... to what you're doing with this lesbian project i mean yeah i, I, know, I know what you're saying but it's it, there's really mm. no reason for this les lesbian project that, that they've started it's kind of it's pointless if you look at mm. the if you look at what's in the website they've started i mean it's it's such a it's like why are you bothering but it don't it only exists to exclude trans it doesn't it yeah. doesn't because because one we the, know one of the really interesting things i think that was touched on last night was the the fact that younger younger people like you know they don't really identify in, in the same way as these kind of old-fashioned I'll, I'll call them people in the 50s lesbians the younger people these days they identify as queer mm. you know, they're not, yeah because that's the so yeah because it's more the social reality yeah because there's a Right, we've got to remember that a lot of the words that we use to describe ourselves come out of academia. So we're we're, we're always we're sometimes using words that don't really fit the flow of our social conversations. Like I wouldn't use the word cis in a conversation with friends, but we need a way in, in academic text. You need the way to delineate, and and I think that's different when people are talking online. There's a bit of blending and a bit of mix up between academic language and when you're just having a uh, informal conversation. Now, I don't identify as trans. That just happens to be something I am. I identify as freed, a female. Exactly. Tran trans is not an identity for me. Although I might say, you know, I'm a trans woman because that delineates that that's a, that that. That yeah, opens the conversation. What kind of woman you are? It describes my experience. Like, because there are there are trans women who I know who who call themselves a woman with a transsexual past, and that's how that's that's how they think. Because nobody's referring to them as a transgender person, or nobody's referring to them as a trans woman in social situations. They just call a she her uh miss madam uh all the all the gendered polite social politenesses is that a word politenesses, politenesses um, now. social what do you call it 
etiquette. Social etiquette is what is what is a, is our language. So so if you if say say if you if you wanted to be an arse about it and 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 you spotted a trans woman or a trans man and you went up to them and go, you're not really a woman, are you? Right? I mean, there might be some truth to that, but you don't go up to somebody and say it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Unless you're a complete arse. And and what is the value in saying it? Because trans women know their past. You don't have to remind I mean, Sarah, us. Sarah's making a good point there. LGB Alliance has lost credibility, so I wouldn't be surprised if this is the new Tufton Street replacement. <laughs> yeah. Referring we to the about... project. Interestingly, I mean it could on be my I want to say, Vicky, right, on my blog on Medium, I was talking about Tufton Street two years ago. Not because I'm not saying this because I'm some kind of a Nostradamus, but the reason Thank I was talking about Tuf Jeez. the reason Nostradamus. I was talking There's the reason I was talking about are you going to let me finish this point? Go on then. <laughs> the, the reason I was talking about Tuf finish Street is because... <laughs> right. the reason right I, I, honestly the reason I was talking about Tufton Street is because I recognised. Because I was what, like, Roger knows this. Roger knows, right? Because we listen to talk radio. And every guest, when I researched every single guest, there was one common link. And it was something to do with Tufton Street. And I linked those lobby groups. That's why I was linking it, it, those lobby It would be interesting to see how long they have actually been in existence. I mean, I don't know. I don't well, know the, the complete history of Tufton Street. How well, the first I heard. When it was started. I, I'm not sure. Well, the first I heard about it was through Brexit. You, yeah. uh, you know, Cambridge Analytica. Yeah, I'm sure that's linked in there somewhere. Well, they, they go back way. Uh, Hen, you know, you've got Henry Jackson Society, the New Culture Forum, uh, the Heritage Foundation, the well, Gladstone, Gladstone Institute. And, and what these, they're all ultra conservative, like right wing Christian authoritarians who just, you know, that. They're, they're led by a kind of weird... Yeah, I, mean, I don't... Critical Cupcake has, has made a point there. Does this mean that LGBA is about to lose charity status? Yeah, quite possibly. Let's keep our fingers crossed on that one. Um, well, that's... I mean, you know, if, if I... that means they're going to get replaced with the <sighs> lesbian project, I mean, well, it, that, that is quite possible. Um, but, that, but that excludes a lot of people. Just gonna, if they want lesbians... Because it's kind of, they know it's kind of the morphing into another organization because the other ones collapsed, you know. Yeah, because they know the the L it's been proven that the LGB alliance, most of their members are not gay or they might be bisexual, that's hard to prove, isn't it? How'd you, how'd you work that one out? But um, you know, they're not they're not of of the LGB spectrum, they're just people that have you know they see a way to control a narrative against trans or queer people, whatever is whatever that is, you know, and it goes back to gay conservatism because there's always been gay people that are embarrassed, almost uh, repulsed by the idea of drag queens, repulsed by the idea of gay people being flamboyant and being creative because they're just gay conservatives. They they don't. And the way they think they're going to protect themselves from discrimination is by being, you know, unrecognized, undistinguishable from anybody else. And that and that is why, because they, they when they see people like, you know, RuPaul 
uh, or, you know, the drag queens on RuPaul's Drag Race, they want to distance themselves from that because they they feel that that is embarrassing to to their sensibilities. So being gay doesn't necessarily make you open minded. It makes you it makes you Andrew Doyle. Do you know what I mean? Right. It so goes back goes back to Stonewall, doesn't it? it when does. All right. So we've we've kind of I think we've thrashed that one to death. Um, activism. <laughs> Sorry. The other topic we were going to talk about today was activism, wasn't it? Um, mm. This one, I mean, it, it's it's kind of come up because we've both noticed there's been lots of kind of fracturing going on within a, within the community along, mm. I guess, along lines of young versus old um, political lines types of activism that some groups do and some other groups don't approve of. Um, it kind of, you know, yeah. the politic, political stance kind of comes into it as well. So, you know, I've noticed a lot of fractures. Um, when you see acting... It's yeah, kind of, it's, kind, it's not, it's not, I mean, I'm not saying it's good or bad. I'm just saying I've noticed I've noticed it going on. And I guess, I guess really you would expect to see this in any group of people. You're going to see different mm. opinions and fighting between, you know, different mm. groups within a group. So you know we're not yeah. we're not this homogenous group at all. Well, we shouldn't we shouldn't think that we are because we're definitely not. But well, I just wanted to have a, uh, a a kind of a discussion around what are the types of activism that we should probably be focusing on, which mm. you know produce the best results in terms of how effective they are. Well, see, my my kind of activism and the way the thing that motivates me is I'm all up for a. A big, a big fight in the street. I mean, yeah, I, I mean, I, I love, I love right, anything. Who walks around I, with a megaphone? I don't, I don't want people to get hurt. Don't get me wrong, but I think when I see people rising up, uh, and f I don't want to see people fight. No, it's kind of like your, your kind of activism, and I've, I've, I've kind of witnessed some of it. You know, it's, it is like in your face, and you, you do it through art, you do it through poetry, you do it through. Yeah, but that's events. that's the difference. You do it in the street because... with a megaphone, which is part of the act. You yeah, know, so, yeah, so it's, it's like but, it's very in your but, face activism. Now, some people would probably go, "Oh hell, what's this?" You know, it's like it's, it's too much. Yeah. Other people mm. will love it, but you well, know, I guess how mm. effective is it? You know, what are, what are we trying to do with that kind of activism? Are you trying to kind mm. of get everybody on side? Or are you preaching to the choir? I mean, well, you know, when you go to an hmm. event which is a which is kind of a queer event, everybody there's, you know, is going to be applauding you because it's what they want to hear. But there's probably mm, yeah, not people cool. there who've not heard it before, you know. So it's, it's in terms of effective activism, you're just talking to people who already already know that stuff. You're not mm. you're not bringing, you're not changing anybody else's mind because they're not there. But I don't think you can. I don't think. I think I do the kind of. The things I do, a community, I'm interested in community activism. Yeah. So pe people, in, when people are in numbers and they approach, because I still believe, perhaps naively, in approaching your politician, approaching your member of parliament, I still believe in petitions and I still believe there's some value in that. But for a lot of like I've been involved in protests, not nothing to do with being trans, it's to do with anti-fascism and it's to do with like, you know, um immigration and people targeting muslim people in my community and i've been involved and those things can be really violent and what can happen is you've got a bunch of fascists over here 
and a bunch of anti-fascists over here and they're just fighting and then people are walking around trying to do the shopping going i don't want anything to do with that right and yeah, that's what happens people then. fighting don't they they don't yeah they because don't because it's like the anti-fascists and the fascists are just having a big fight and and the police are obviously there and exacerbate everything and um it's and and this is not to diminish that i think it's it, when people rise up, they're rising up against the government. They're rising up against authority. And and this country has a very high tolerance. Like, we're, we're very open in this country. The right to protest is still upheld. So you can have a very, a very intense protest. You can have almost a riot. And then it will, that, that the police will let it. They'll let, not it, let it happen to a certain extent, yeah. But but we don't. But in some countries, like you be, like you see in Georgia, right? You see in Georgia last night, where the police will get water cannon out. The police will physically assault people because they. I know that's a completely different issue. I know the thing they're fighting for is um, yeah, it's, it's a little bit more civilized, here, I guess. It's, it's anti-Russian sentiment there. Yeah. So I don't. There's a lot of there's a lot of minutia of that that I'm not qualified to address there but what i'm talking about protests in general but what the thing is with trans protest there's just not enough of trans well, people know, in hang on, but protesting like a protest that's one that's one type of activism you know i mean there's a whole list of things that you could consider to be activism you know this podcast is activism in a way isn't it we come on yeah. here we we get agitated <laughs> about issues and we have these discussions i do yeah yeah <laughs> You know, and we and we do we do the other podcast on the Sunday where we're talking about news issues, and we do this one when we're talking just like you and me about what's going on. But you, um, but you know, I like to go on the telly, and I like to get in the way. Yeah, of you that go on the telly, you go on things like GB News and on those things, and you get agitated on there. And you know, I'm not sure, I'm not sure how effective that is. I'm not sure. You know, let's look at this podcast for example. It goes out once or twice a week, depending on our availabilities, and we've had quite a lot of people. You know, interact with it and watch it and listen to the podcast, mm. which is on like a traditional podcast um audio thing. So yeah, it's got it's got quite a lot of kind of traction in that sense. But is it doing any good? Is it is it helping well, I, is it helping trans I don't, We don't, I really don't know the outcome, I, do we? Because we don't I, we don't see the effect I, of it. We've been on the radio and we've spoken about it. I we don't know what yeah, the effect yeah. of that was. You know, so I, I how do you measure it? I don't to, know. How do yeah, you measure I, it? I, See when I listen to podcasts and when I've listened to radio shows, and I and and I, I I am a massive fan of speech radio, and I feel less alone. I feel like I'm less. Sometimes I feel completely insane, like nobody agrees with me. And and if you listen to the daily drone of news, if you listen to the uncritical, unfettered opinions of the mainstream, it can feel like you are the outsider. So when I do this, I'm inspired by people I used to listen to, you know, quite marginal figures who didn't have a big audience. But they they they, they were speaking. I thought they were speaking to me and me alone at that time. And they might have had a big, uh, you know, because they're on national radio, like people like Terry Christian. Just, I'm going back to when I was in my teens, you know, I listened to the talk radio and and people like uh, James Stanage. Uh, I don't know if you've heard of James Stanage, but James Stanage was like a 
uh, a, 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 he did a phone in. He did like a, a radio phone in, and people were coming. I know there was something like many many years ago. Where it was I don't know who it was, but it was like it was a phone in. All kinds of people were like, with the most weird and wonderful things, and and they would well, just I, talk about it. It was it was quite fun. But I, I used to really like James Whale. I mean, it's just a shame now because I think James is. I mean, I don't if he's on talk TV now, and I feel like he's kind of burnt himself out. He doesn't I seem. Think to what I'm any... talking about was on Piccadilly back in the eighties. So yeah, but um, what was he? What's he called? Uh, Who's on? He was on late late night. I, Alan Bezik. Oh, yeah, somebody like that. It was late night. It was probably like two or three hours, like 11 mm. till in the morning or something. So it's so like what we do here, I feel like we're preserving moments in time. And my hope is that in 10 years' time, I'll look back and watch this and go, bloody hell, things were awful then. I'm so glad they're better now. Right? That's the hope. Right. Yeah, now, I mean, I you know, we we don't know. There could be somebody out there who's listening to this who gets something from it, and it gives them a bit of confidence. Maybe. I mean, I hope that's the case. I don't well, know. Actually, yeah. But maybe, well, there's, maybe I there's do... some trans person out there who's still, you know, stuck in the closet, listens to us, and it gives them some confidence. Think, but, no. don't, don't use don't use us as role models. Yeah, don't use food <laughs> as a role model anyway. You know. No, no. Seriously though, when I do gigs, when I do gigs, and when I've been on uh, the wider media, I have Roger, people inboxing says... me. Roger says Whale has totally lost it. Yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah. But but when I go out and and and, uh, and and I outside of my online little bubble, people comment to me and say they they it's almost as if they wish they had. Maybe it's I have no sense of embarrassment. Maybe I've lost. Maybe I've got to the point now where I just don't care anymore. But when I go on stage and I do my spoken word thing, sometimes people say, "Oh God." I wish I had the confidence to do that. And I feel like part of them is saying, I wish I had the confidence to make a tits of myself like you do. <laughs> it, does, it does take a lot of confidence to do those, you know, some of the things that you do. I mean, you know, spoken word and, you know, some of those performances you do. I mean, not not a lot of people would have the confidence to do those. Um, but I consider it all the same thing. Like when I go on GB News... And in a way, when I'm doing this, I'm kind of performing, aren't I? I mean, I'm aware that people are watching. I'm being a bit, you know, irreverent and saying silly things. So this is part of my protest. My my activism and protest is all about, you know, communication. What was that film where they kept saying, are we an effective team? It's going to be oh, what film was it? It was a sci-fi film. Um, can't remember what it's called now. Well, it's, one of the, it's like the the like the the main character who was who was in control of everything was, you know, it was via a computer, and um, it was like, are we an effective team? Somebody, okay. watching, somebody might know, but I don't. I don't, I don't watch enough film. About. I can't remember what it's called. But. Um, yeah, it just it kind of just makes me think like what we're talking about here. Are we are we are we an effective team? Freedom? I think we are. I mean, I you you do talk over me and don't let me finish my points, but oh I'll, 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 I'm probably the first time ever. <laughs> I'm just getting my own back for all the previous thirty five episodes. One day we're gonna do we're we're gonna do this podcast where we're both in the same room. And I can reach over and I can strangle you. I am in control <laughs> of the mute button, so watch out. <laughs> 
I'll tell you what I do want to do. I want to do this live. We're going to do yeah, a we live do. podcast. We should do a live one. I'm just a, trying, to, trying to think of where a, we could do it. In, a, in, in, in the Feel Good Club in Manchester. Yeah, okay. The lady, I know the lady that runs it. it. Well, I would we need be, to have, a, we need to have some so. topics up our sleeves, won't we, so we don't run out of things to talk about. <laughs> well, yeah. So anyway, back to back to the list of activism. So what other what other kinds of activism do you think are not helping? Let's start with the ones that aren't helping. Mm. Well, like, I so, think, you know, so what do you think about what do you think about these ninjas get fully dressed in black, faces covered? We've seen them around Manchester a few times. What's your what's your opinion of that? Well, that they when what you've seen on the on Twitter, I, I assume, is is the black block. And yeah, the black block are an, they're anti-fascists and they, they go yeah. they go undercover because they protect so is, that, is, that, is that just to protect their identity? It's to protect their identity and yeah. to, they they form a line between the fascists as they see them and the people who are on the anti-fascist side. Okay. Now so I mean I'm sure what that, they're doing, what they're doing is, you know, for the right the reasons. optics of it. The optics are the terrible. optics of it. The optics are terrible. And that is what I'm concerned about. I mean, it's probably not the right thing to be concerned about, but I'm concerned about optics. I'm concerned about how yeah, that but, looks to somebody who doesn't no, know who they are, doesn't know what's going on, and sees this mm. other group, you know, yeah. we're seeing this in Manchester doing a doing some kind of protest, and then you've got the, the ninjas there doing what they do. And um, and in one case they were preventing them getting near the part the the um Emmeline statue. In Manchester near the library there. Yeah, but that you've got to remember though, that well, was I know, a Kelly. I know that's slightly out of context, but somebody walking past who had no idea what's going on, they're they're gonna mm. see these people dressed in black and they're gonna think that they're the bad guys. Yeah, but but that's not the fault of those people. No, no, but that's the you know, that's the optics of it. But but no, what you're talking about there is a very specific incident, and that was when Kelly J. Keane came to Manchester. Yeah, that's why there was there was there was there was there were people within Kelly J. Keane's group who were actively trying to incite violence, and the people in the black who don't want their identities showing were were preventing violence. Yeah, that's what none happened, of that, was, to the to the passerby. None of that is explained. None of that is obvious. None of no, that and, and I, and I that's, understand that's how it can probably, you know, if a um, woman's walking past with a husband and kids, they're going to say, "Okay, let's just avoid that." You know, what is that? Let's, yeah, but yeah, but, like, but, but they don't. They're There's not no signs. There's anyway. no signs. There was no nothing. You know, it's like, what is it? Right. Okay. Let's, is it? Right. Is it? Is it effectively helping trans rights? No, but it's you see the people that care about those like. I understand what you're saying because um, people like Julie Bindle. I mean, I'm playing devil's advocate here a little bit. So, people yeah. like Julie Bindle will call them the Black Pampers and start posting pictures of that, and and obviously that that plays badly in the media because they already weaponize whatever they could get anyway. So as soon as they see something looking threatening, right? But that doesn't represent anything other than that moment, right? Um. There was a famous artist duo called the Chapman Brothers. And one of their protests, well, one of their art pieces was to walk around London with a board that says, say no to bad things. Right. And that is a pro. That was their pro. Say no to bad things. So they because were that protesting anything particularly, just an art protest 
with that slogan. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. when the public see protests, by and large, when they come into the news, they're not entrenched in the debate. They, they don't understand the debate. They don't understand why people are coming together like that. So the public say, okay, there's these people that are saying no to something, and there's other people that are saying no to something, and both of them think it's a bad thing. So who's, who's right, right? So it's up to, it should be up to the media. It should be the media's job to work that out. But they don't. They go for the in they go for that one moment. They go for that one money shot. Like if, if there's a if, if you're if there's ever a picture of a protest, the thing that will make it to the front page is the bit where the fist goes in. Yeah. It'll the be money where shot, there's a fire. The, the shot that's it'll gonna be, get the attention and the clicks. It'll and... be where it's going to it'll match be, up with the media company's agenda. Yeah. Obviously. Yeah. And it'll be the moment where somebody sets fire to a car. Right. Now, that's got nothing to do with why people are protesting. And it's the same energy that take. Now, that's why I think well, I think that's what you're saying, that when those uh, nin, the ninjas, the black bloc doing that, they're, they're playing into they're not doing it deliberately, but they get chosen as the image for that moment and i yeah. yeah i agree with you it can be bad i mean but, if you don't understand what's going on you you will get the wrong impression but a lot of the a lot of the power of the gender critical movement is in the fact that the public don't understand what is going on because they can always say you know we're standing for women uh we are, we 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 want to keep prison single sex uh we want to protect women's sports we want to keep single sex spaces in rape centers. They don't give a shit about any of those things. The only motivation for framing that is because they want to find a, an instance where they can be trans exclusionary and make it seem like That's a moral. Understood. That is understood. Yeah. It's to make it seem like a moral of like they have the moral authority. So when it so any bits where say I was to go to a protest and kick somebody. That would be the bit. It'd be me kicking somebody that would be in the paper. And it'd be, oh, Frida Wallace, trans rights activist, kicks, <laughs> you heard it innocent, here first. kicks an innocent woman. You heard it here first. And then there was, there, was another, there was another incident that was filmed on all over Twitter recently. Which I would was, never kick anybody. Which was another <laughs> protest where um, people were chanting, smash a turf, a fascist bleeds. Yeah, again, yeah you've got to... Be same thing it's probably not good optics you know you've got i think no, but, i think that's probably yeah. not the right wording to use i don't think you i don't right with respect right no, but you, you know what i mean kind of, optics you're not the, the reason right you've heard about that the only reason you've heard about that is because somebody wants to weaponize it now yeah. what was it cut a turf whatever it was smasher smasher smash turf, a turf. As right. in hit them, you know, a, a, a fascist bleeds. Exactly, but it's a metaphor, isn't it? It is. But um, again, I'm, I'm once again, I'm thinking because of the turf. somebody who doesn't yeah, know the situation. Yeah, but the... sees that and it, it it will it will make them think negatively towards the people saying that. Yeah, but you can't you can't think like that because no, you, but you have because... to think like that because it's the reality in a lot of cases. No, because like, the only reason. You know about that is because of the people weaponizing it, right? So, so yeah, when you say, "Oh, oh, okay, let's all be sweet and nice and not use metaphor, not use artistic language," now, what I'm, not what be I'm saying is, is it no? Let's just go back to the 
question here and the question is is it an effective form of protest what's what is the what's the outcome yes. of that protest is it does it do the right because thing? i the, the i will all, yes because what i would say is people real thinking people people that understand the situation people that actually weigh in the balance of history what is right and wrong they'll look at something like what pussy riot do now we know when that comes to the media it looks like oh what who, who are these like women that look completely insane in balaclavas and stockings and suspenders running around screaming that's what the media sees but people that know what the message is they will they will write about it so i think, I think that, what i'm saying is if, if we, we need to be really clear on what the messaging is so that people do understand. No, you don't because you need, in, to, in you the, need to understand the real message. Yeah, but in in the heat of a protest, in the heat of confrontation, no, I'm not you talking about people go, there at the time. I'm talking about people watching it on social media afterwards. Yeah, they, but we don't. They need to understand what it's about. Now, if we look at another kind of protest, if we look at the um, cabaret against the hate speech, that kind of protest, yeah. you know, it's song and dance. Mm. I mean. Mm. It, it doesn't look like it's yeah. going to offend anybody or upset anybody. It's all fun. It's fun and happy. Yeah, because because what for me, that is, that's much more effective. Yeah, yeah, it's it, effective, it, it, but it's more effective than the other well, the other two things we just spoke about. Because yeah, you're not I yeah. that angst feeling. I will understand. Right. Okay. Let Let me just read. So let's, let's just talk right. about that. The other way of doing it. Right. So. I will concede to that because like my, what I was describing before is when you've got two factions that have, that have met each other. It's like the, the unstoppable force and the immovable object. They're not, they're not going to have a good time when they meet, are they? But if you have like what, what was happening in Glasgow, where yeah. they had the people are naturally attracted to something joyous. Exactly. And that's the, that's the power of that. But it doesn't mean that the people who are doing the counter protest or the people they're reaction, reacting against um, are going to stop doing what they're doing. No. They probably so, if, so, I mean, either way, it probably makes no difference to the people doing the negative protest that the other group's so, there to anti protest against. You know, so you we've got, we've got, uh, I mean, uh, in this particular case, it was the same, it was the same people. That were being protested mm. against, but the but the anti-protest was completely different. One was one was ninjas and chanting, and the other one was um, cabaret against the against the hate speech. So you've got to mm. two totally different well, that, approaches, which mm. you know, for me, give a different, it kind of gives you different optics. And it, yeah, I, if I can, I, which is more effective? Which gave the better message? I don't know. Yeah, well, you, I mean, I would say that that one with the joyous dancing. Yeah, and, it comes across you know, better, doesn't it? Don't you think? But it, it doesn't get the media coverage. It, but, no, um, this, this is true. I'll, I'll give you that. It doesn't give, doesn't get the media coverage at all. No. And 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 Peter Tatchell and people like that. Now you see now get... Peter Tatchell's form of protest. I really like the way Peter does it because yeah, because he's an individual. He's an individual. He normally does it on his own, or he'll join in with a group. But see, it's really is, effective because right. it's always it's I, always on the news when he does it. I think I discovered the core difference between me and you, Victoria. <laughs> you're you're a neoliberal. Yeah, you're yeah. a neoliberal, right? 
I'm a communist, <laughs> right? I believe in you. You you're you're, you're you're right. You you believe in the the packaging of things, right? Whereas I'm not interested in the containment of things, and I want the world to burn. <laughs> I think <laughs> you might be you might be onto something, but not not in the way you've framed it. Can I just I mean, pick, can I just pick up on a comment in the know, chat? Peter, Peter Thatchell's protests are not always he doesn't always do it in a nice sweet friendly way you know he, mm -hmm. he stood in the way he puts himself in danger he puts himself in in the you know right in the path of something that could really some you know really nasty thing that could happen to him he, he doesn't he doesn't back down but that's that's no. you know that's yeah, but... i think he's i think his is kind of like uh you know between the two others that we just mentioned i think his is kind of but really i but vicky difference. with respect i, I well, think sometimes they Sometimes Vicky, you're a bit too nice, and um, like I'm an I I I I'm when it comes to <laughs> protests and stuff, I love anarchy. I love anything that is. Well, you're an anarchist. I'm not an anarchist, really. Honestly, I'm not. But I respect the people that are. Uh, can I just pick up on a comment? Yeah, go for it. Um, Mercy, uh, Feral. I think it's Feral. I'd like and. New peace and love movement that could include ninjas. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> so well, maybe that's so, the I think the thing is, though, the peace and I. When I look at the history of protests, and I've I've done quite a lot of reading about it in the sixties, there was you know they had the love-ins where they would just have. Uh, I think what you were describing, what's happening in Glasgow with uh, the cabaret against fascism. Uh, against gender criticals that's like a peace and love kind of loving yeah right but but we know historically those don't change policy and and um but also by the same token they may change policy but they may help with public opinion but no i don't know if they do and and i and uh, well, we're not, we, we don't know because we've not actually got any data on the effect of what they've done I mean, Power who, will always... who knows, right, who knows what right. the effect of what they did in Glasgow that day had on people who saw it? Did it did it make people think, oh look at look at this? That's they're protesting against these nasty people. I'm going to support them. No, but yeah, I, yeah does it help I get, our I get, allies? Yeah. Does it help allies to become allies? I don't I don't know. I don't know. It's just well, what we have well, my protest trying to understand it. Yeah, because neither of us that's the point. Neither of us know the answer. Neither of us we're not Russell Brand. No. Neither of us have got a, an idea of how to fix anything. No, but I think, we, I think everybody agrees that whatever we do needs to be effective, right? We, we, we have to do to it be, communally. We need to like, be an effective team. We have to be the like. I'm I'm quite willing to 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 be wrong, to risk being completely wrong to get to somewhere I think might be a better place right so i don't know if what i'm i don't know if what my, the way i do things is right and i don't know if every, every one of my opinions is correct and i don't know if i'm politically correct and i don't know if i'm always an advocate but i hope that i listen to enough people and i collect enough information that when i do say something it isn't without meaning yeah. <laughs> that's yeah, the that's you know <laughs> Do you know what I mean? So, so when I say, I I love it when people challenge me. Like if somebody comes up to me and says, "I, you know, that was interesting what you said, but here's why it's bullshit." That is exciting to me yeah. because it means it means somebody's thinking about what I've said. 
No, if somebody came up to me and said, oh, yeah, you're definitely right. Everything you said is perfect. Everything you said there is 100%. I'd be like, mm, yeah, I'm, I'm doing, doing something enough, wrong. Yeah. I'm, I'm, doing, enough, I'm yeah. doing something wrong. But this is why I like people like, uh, you know, the Trans Safety Project. Mallory Moore, Mallory Moore is absolutely yeah. brilliant, right? Yeah. Because she she will read something and she will see the flaw in it. Now, I mean, she can, she's, mean, really, she's really good at, at reading something and getting straight to the point. And most people won't won't even see it. Well, she's like, like a laser beam, you know. Well, yeah, but I, I I disagree with Mallory on lots of things. But that's the point. We're not supposed to agree. No, but sometimes if just... within if you if we go back to the conversation where we started, these fracture lines, which can you know cause little rifts within the community, right? Um, are sometimes based really... on what those people are doing and saying, based on their kind of activism. And, you know, we need to all work together and maybe understand each other's differences in terms of what we do. And we're all fighting for the same thing. We mm. do well, different what... ways and we get different results. But is it really worth the infighting when someone's doing something a bit different? Even though you may not mm. agree with it 100%, maybe let them do it and see how it goes. You see, a lot of people talk about fairness, right? And they want the world to be a fair place. And they, they want... They don't want people to be poor and they want people. But when you when you provide people with solutions to those problems and they realize when the world is fair, I will have less. It's the people that know they will have less in a fair world that go and we will fight you for that. Because it's like we know that like here's, here's a good example. Bernie Sanders. When Bernie Sanders was running for office. When was it? 2015, that the Trump election? Two elections ago, I think, yeah. Now, people were going out the way to destroy him because they knew that, that they, their world was going to get fairer. They knew if he was in charge, the world was going to get a little bit, even a tiny bit more fair. And that would disenfranchise, well, not disenfranchise, make less billionaire a billionaire. Right. And that was the end. And it's the same energy in this country when Corbyn was running, mm -hmm. because they saw the one thing they're fucking frightened of is the world being fair. Now, politicians always lie and say, we, we, we're, we're doing this, we're, we're charitable, we're trying to do things for the good of society. Actually, most of them are not. They're doing things for business interests. And that's what basically the Tory party is. Right. So uh, where am I going with this? No, but um, uh, you were talking about the fractions within the LGBT community, and especially within the trans. Oh well, yeah, that's we, yeah, yeah, that's, that's, fight, that's fighting. Yes, yeah, so that's where that's where I was going with this, right? So so now because we're we're, we're living in the a, a very ultra conservative political climate, where where when it, you don't have to say very much to be an activist. You can say, this is true. I think, this is true, yeah. I think, I think trans people should have healthcare provided a point of service, and and every, every town should have a doctor or a psychologist available for trans people. That is not a radical notion. That's no, a basic the kind of thing. I mean, is like you, you'll get one group saying, got... you're saying so and so sports person is a threat to the community, so we shouldn't talk to them, and then you get another group saying, well, we need to talk to them because. You know, we need to change them. So I think I've gone off. So there's a disagreement uh, around how to handle the situation and what to do. And then there's a bit of infighting. 
I mean, you it's, see, it's probably it's probably natural to happen, but it kind of takes you away from what you what we were supposed to be doing together collectively. Collaborating is working together to better trans rights, but sometimes it goes wrong and we infight. And I think it's it's kind of based on what people think. I think is the best <laughs> kind of you know activism and how effective it is. I yeah, well, I, uh, I think you just went down a rabbit hole. I think we're in fighting at the moment. Aren't we? No, we're not. We're just discussing the the difference. I'm. Yeah. I am fully aware that I'm going off on, yeah. Yeah. like, well, that's just how my that's how my brain works, unfortunately. No, that's fine. But I am wired. I am absolutely furious today because I'm very upset about what's happened to Gary Lineker. That's our last topic. We should probably get onto that because we've been nattering away here for an hour already. So, can I just right? Can yeah. I? Can I? I know I'm I'm very aware of the fact that I am very animated today and I'm not really uh, letting you get a word in edgeways. <laughs> um, what was I going to say? Yeah, get a Lineker, Where's right? that mute button again? Yeah, um, maybe we should go back to the red and red, yellow card. Oh, I've still got them that here. We... What? Yeah, but when we started doing this podcast, Vicky said, when I, get you a, when I get you a yellow card, that's when you're veering off topic. <laughs> I think I'm, I think I've been... Uh, you veered off topic quite a lot today, but anyway, it's uh, been entertaining. <laughs> I'm, I'm interested in people what in the chat. What, They've gone if, quiet. If I think they're all stunned. Any sense mm. whatsoever, but... Uh, Physical cupcake has set fire to the chat, so that's... <laughs> Yeah, so interesting, isn't it? That Gary Lineker. Oh, Gary, oh, Gary, Gary Lineker. Lineker. Sorry, Gary Lineker. So, yeah, I mean, if you've not heard about the Gary Lineker thing, what did he say? He was he was responding to Sue Ellen Braverman's new illegal immigration law, and I've sa- I've saved it in my phone here. Can you remember what he said, Frida? I've lost. Well, you said it basically is comparing what the government are doing about immigration because Rishi came up on the podium that said stop the okay, votes. So what he did, he put his first post against the Home Office post where Suella Braven is, is explaining this law. He goes, good heavens, this is beyond awful. That's his first comment. And then I think later on... I think that's just about Suella Braverman in general. She's beyond awful. Yeah, I'm I'm trying to find what he said. I, I so yeah, so I don't know. Sawella Braverman, she just comes across as like somebody that you you know you wouldn't trust with a pair of scissors, you know what I mean? It's like don't don't give her any responsibility in government. She's just not anyway. So Gary Lineker, bless him, he's a good egg, you know. He, he, he's well, he, socially he was saying that what, conscious, what they were you know, saying sounded very much like what was being said in Germany in 1930. And he's right. It does. It does. It does sound very much like what the, what was being said in Germany in the nineteen thirties. But I, Duella Braverman is now accusing him of all kinds of things around. You know, you're comparing it to, you, yeah, you know, the Nazis, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. No, no. There's a very important point to make here. Now, I'm always very nervous when 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 talking about fascism because fascism is real, right? And when you start comparing contemporary issues with stuff that happened in the 30s and 40s, you've got to be careful because if you start, I'm not saying Gerolinica has done this, but if you start comparing the Holocaust to, you know, because 
the thing with that is the Holocaust isn't an event that happened in history. It's the collective memory of Jewish people. It's the collective trauma of people. Well, in my family, in, in my family, no, and he's not doing yeah, that. Yeah, he's yeah, just yeah. Saying so, it sounds very much like that. But that's what I was going to say about Suella Brevin. What what Suella is doing is what is saying. Uh, she she she's trying to get Jewish gr groups involved and say, oh, you like to yeah, say what to I make just out said. that Gary Lineker is anti-Jewish and he's not. Yeah, yeah. So 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 Jew Jews are being used yeah. again, again by. by so so Brevin. every time every time this comes up about people are comparing things to the Holocaust, you are traumatizing people that have a collective memory from that point in history, which cannot, I, I understand that fascism is incremental. When we see people talking about emigrants as a problem, like that has to be solved. And we talk, and it's the same rhetoric about trans people and other marginalized groups. Like even, I'd even say the Roman gypsies, and travellers get the same treatment, and obviously black people and, and other ethnic groups in this country, they get treated like they're a problem, then that is the that that is the sliding scale that leads to the the dehumanization of people. Now, unfortunately, it's it's something within our human psyche, and none of us are exempt from it that we judge people now when you judge people you're doing it it depends on the reason you're doing it and it's like i don't believe for one minute that when somebody says um when they criticize the government and say what they're doing is akin to nazism or whatever i don't think they believe that i don't i think what they're trying to do is is they're trying to they're trying to load their opinion with something so awful because everybody knows hitler was awful right so when you bring hitler into the conversation the argument is over right it's over you can't go anywhere after you've said it's like said oh yeah nigel farage he's, he's the same as hitler no because that's the end of the art that's not the argument the argument is about that human that 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 bit of us that that bit of all of us but if we yeah, if we if we just if we just forget about the actual words Carrie used and you know the fact that he's saying yeah this is really bad what the government is doing here yeah it is awful um, but then if you look at how the BBC is responding to what Gary said you know they're going to take him in for a, a quiet oh, yeah, word well, you know because he's said something that wow. you know that he's being accused of being you know he's not being um, neutral. Um, well, the thing is, the BBC has he, that had remit. He come out and, had he come out and agreed with what Suella Braveman said and agreed with the government's position on this new law, you wouldn't have heard a thing from the BBC. They wouldn't have said a word. I know. You know, no, so, but, um, you know. This, is, this is the problem with the BBC. I've said this before, that the, the, because the presenters, I, it doesn't really apply to Gary Lineker because he's not really a news presenter. Well, he's not an employee but, either. He works for several sports mm, but the bbc remit is like for somebody like a, a political commentator is you don't have an opinion now what that creates is is a a gap in the market right for lobby groups 
because they'll approach presenters and say, we've got this opinion and you should platform us in the in the interests of balance. So the so they'll have like a, a climate activist, somebody who's clearly done the research, a proper scientist. And because they need to have balance, they'll have some politician from a lobby or somebody from a lobby group that that just does no scientific background whatsoever to 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 have a conversation with somebody who's a scientist and that that's the problem with the bbc it's not that it, see i i i confess right i confess I, I, <laughs> I, I love the bbc the reason i love the bbc to me it's like a library right if i wanted to find something out if i wanted to look at uh, a science documentary uh, a biology documentary an art documentary a history documentary the bbc would be the first place i would go because they employ really bloody good people in those areas right but when it comes to news when it comes to current affairs when it comes to opinion they're fucking useless well, they're always going on about they have to be neutral and blah 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 but you know Gary said something that isn't isn't neutral. Um, I'm just wondering what would have happened if he'd said something where, oh, yeah, I agree with the government. Would they have the same reaction? Well, we know they wouldn't. We know they wouldn't have done that. No. They, but, would, but they Vicky... would have not followed their own rules in that particular case. So that suggests that they are influenced by the government. And I strongly believe see... they are. Did you see what Plankton you know, then you look said? At the, you look at like the chairman and the loans he's given to <laughs> Boris He's like, what the hell's going on there? Did you see what Roger said? Roger, he said he'd okay. say something. He said I'd say something, but Frieda will just interrupt yeah, me. That's true, Roger. Roger, please come on the show. Have a go. <laughs> have have the full experience. Yeah, yeah. The, the reason the reason this works is because when me and Vicky meet in real life, we have this exact same conversation, and she can't hit me. <laughs> when we're doing it <laughs> so mercy Farrell. i think what i meant is that we need to start positive to not let the negativity get the best of us i see that righteous anger has its place also i'm working on a riot playlist just in case <laughs> <laughs> you see another reason i like the bbc oh we is... don't need to go into the why, reasons why we like the bbc this is not what that po this podcast is about you know no, but I do want to say the music, you know, like if you listen to like some of the bands and, and artists. You know what's good about the, the BBC? Tomorrow's World was pretty good. Top of the Pops was pretty good. <laughs> Top of the Pops. Bloody hell. <laughs> my age now. Well, I mean, let's not let's not dwell on the BBC. No, please, let's not. Um, but uh, I think I kind of lost the plot, didn't I, when I was going on you about... Lost, you've lost the plot. I don't believe it. I've, I've just... You know what? I've had... I've had, I've drunk that while we've been oh, on... Oh, here on, we go. Um, Here's me drinking we, water. So, um, where did we go from here, you know? Like, where did we I, go from if, here? Well, if, we're out of topics. That's it. We've done our hour. No, but, no we're not. We've not finished yet. Oh, come on. Carry on. Where, did, do we, where do we go as a community? I'm fielding comments. I want I want people listening to to tell us. Like, yeah, I mean, people who are watching <laughs> on the chat. What what's what's your favourite kind of activism? What do you do? 
I mean, what's what do you think? And and as a trans, I I think sometimes as a trans person, trans woman, whatever I identify as this week, uh, when I go out, I'm sometimes a protest, just being myself. Just freedom is a working protest. Whenever, I, whether I want to be or not, you know what's happened could... to me sometimes. I've I've been I've been challenged by certain people as to what do you do? I think what you crashed. Do? What have you crashed, been doing? Vicky? That's what sometimes happens. I've crashed. What do you mean? Oh no, you skip back. Oh, sorry. Okay. So you know, I've been challenged. Might have been. I've been challenged. Like you know, what are you doing? What's your activism? What you're not doing enough? Do some more. I've I've had that. I'm thinking, you know, back off. I do I, I do my thing. <laughs> it's like each to their own, really, isn't it? When it comes to activism, what are you what are you prepared to do? What do you want to do? What are you comfortable doing? I think that's important too, isn't it? It's like if you're not the but kind of see, person who wants to go and do X, Y, Z, but you want to do this, well, go do that. Well, I really want to challenge people in the media. Like I've I've contacted Talk TV many times and I've said, when you have Kelly J. Keen on, please ring me. Yeah, because that's my protest. Clashed, that's it? my that's my protest. You know, critical cupcake. Sorry, I can't even speak. Cupcake. Um, I'll leave it to smarter people than me. <laughs> Who can answer? <laughs> I never actually spoken to Frida before, even though we've known each other a little while now. But I think I'd be terrified. <laughs> I'm lovely, oh, aren't dear. I? Aren't I lovely in real Absolutely. life, Victor? Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm lovely. I only get angry because I'm just. Well, anyway, so um, I think I think you're going to see a, a a lot of rising tension politically now. Like, in, and there are going to be protests. There's going to be a moment, I think, where people take to the streets. And it one thing that always annoys me about protests is it becomes a battle between the police and and the police is. The police are not the enemy there, but they become the enemy because they basically they did they they create the they sacrifice themselves for the the power of the state. So like in in in, in all big protests and people end up fighting with the police, don't they? They get the riot police out, and that is the most that's the that's the clearest visual representation of the power of the state. It's like a um a civilian art you know an army within yeah. so why don't we you know when are the police going to realize you're fighting the wrong fucking side well the police are the arm of the state aren't they in a lot of cases yeah but if they just stopped if they just said like we're not going to fight you they should be there as a referee really yeah um Chris, i cook- mean Critical cupcake, the best I can do is poke with counter narratives. Mercy for all. I try to engage with my community. I just try to be a nice person. Um critical cupcake giggles. Vicky was terrified, so I had to say that. Yeah, that's true. Um how did we pronounce um, Was it Le Soir? Le Soir. Le Soir. I was struggling there. Le Soir Boutique. 
I guess just trying to exist. Yes, that is. That, I mean, yeah, just trying to exist. That's, a, well, that's um, a really good point because when somebody is kind of, you know, feeling the stress, they don't have the spoons, you know, they're struggling just to survive on a day-to-day basis, you know, even if they're trans or not, you know, it's really difficult to take that extra step to do activism as well. Can you imagine? Well, you know, that's difficult, isn't it? If you're in a, if you're in a, well, if you're in a situation where you don't feel as though you can do anything, and you're just well, surviving, I, yeah, that's that's a really good point. Let's tell you a little story. Go on, tell us a story. A very famous activist bought me this book. <laughs> yes, I recognise that. The power now, of the powerless. Yes, you know, it's a great it's book. About, Have you started reading you know, it? I've not read. I've read the back so far. I won't take long. And um, see, this is what this is. I'm I because I because I consider myself a writer artist. I know it sounds pretentious, but I do. And uh, my my activism is a creative one. So this kind of book, because I because I want to write because I've talked about writing a manifesto of trans empowerment, and that's something I want to do. But that that book, I I got two mm. copies of that book. I gave, I gave one to Frida. So that book <laughs> talks about you know people who are powerless and they're in, and they're in a system you know a bit it's a bit like 19 1984 and how they kind of are forced subconsciously just to go along with things i mean mm. that that book kind of talks about that and how to break out of it that's so, where we are now isn't it yeah it's where mm. we are it's very actually it's quite an old book but it's really it's bang on from right for today's environment you need to read it really well I've, once you've read that reminds- then you can write your manifesto yeah, but I am going to write a manifesto, and it's, and, and it's a, it's a, it, my my idea is to write my version of a kind of uh, emancipation, and when when you become when you come out and when you become accustomed to the world, like like I talked about last night about the idea of when I came out and I felt more confident. It's not about like having a it's not like about being a revolutionary. It's nothing about that. It's about just being in being enough in the world. Like you, you don't have to be exceptional. You don't have to be a revolutionary. You don't have to be uh, somebody people. Somebody people revere. You just have to be effective, and you just have to be, you know, normal. You know, in a way. That's my manifesto. It's not a manifesto of uh, smashing things up. It's a, it's a manifesto of working with what you've got, really. You know what I mean? And that's what I'm trying to do. And uh, and uh, and I'm interested in uh, as an artistic thing because obviously I've uh, I've uh, I mean I've, I've, I remember reading about the French Revolution and all this. And it's like what what's interesting about that those times, it's like people think revolutions happened overnight. Like there was one version of the world, and then something happened, and then the world was different. No, it was incremental, but within those increments, there are important people along the way. Now, see, art, art you know, is a really good way to break through, isn't it? It's, it really gets through to oh, the individual. And, and another thing is, the revolution must never end. Because once you become, if you have a goal, 
and then you achieve that goal. If you stop there, then you become a conservative. So you've got to keep wanting to like. Uh, are, you, are you aware of Pussy Riot? Yeah, uh, their protests, right? Because they they say every artwork is a miniature revolution, every action is a revolution, right? So that I like that idea because anybody can have a revolution. The revolution could be just getting out of fucking bed if you're depressed and then suddenly you've overcome something that's that's the that's the thinking behind it and it's not it's not grand gestures it's not about smashing down the gates of westminster although that would be good <laughs> it's about you know it's it's not about blowing things up it's about setting off little sparklers <laughs> that's what i want to do little sparklers Right, let's go and buy some sparklers. I think I'm insane at the moment. <laughs> I think I've gone absolutely bossy. <laughs> You've had a good rant tonight. I'll give you that. You definitely had a good. This rant. is what happened. This is what happens when I'm away from home for a few days. See, when your mum's not there to keep tra- control of you, you just you're, you're yeah. just out of control. It's yeah, it's true. Right. Well, I yeah. Think, so I think we've come to the end there. I think I've come to the end of my brain. <laughs> I shall switch the. Uh, well, thanks for watching. Off. Put us back um, to our full size images. There we go. And if you've got any ideas and you and you know about protests, about activism, please comment on the video. Uh, please share the. Will it be up on YouTube straight away? Is it? Well, it's live, isn't it? So... <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I just, I just didn't know if you could share. Yeah, so share it and stuff. Yeah, and. Don't forget to subscribe. Don't forget to subscribe. Don't forget to like. Don't forget to come back again <laughs> next time and listen to more rantings from the lovely Frida and myself. <laughs> um, yeah, so I think the next one might be on Sunday, but you're still in Manchester until then, aren't you? I'm doing a spoken word event at the Art Centre home on fr- uh, tomorrow. Tomorrow, so sh- we might do the Sunday recording on Saturday afternoon if you're home, because I'm not available. Yeah. So, so yeah, we'll try and get it. I'm doing. If not, we'll it'll be early next week. So um, I'm I'm doing a little kind of um, performance art thing in the street with Fee, my friend Fee. Oh yeah, she's what just going to film. Well, she's just going to film me shouting at people. Okay, yeah, that sounds not good. not not a great. Not aggressively, just like I'll, you're not gonna. I'm gonna do the megaphone, not the megaphone thing, but it's gonna be something similar. But I'm gonna, I'm gonna sort of embed myself in certain bits of like the walls of the city, like kind of, and then shout things. So and then film it. So right, yeah. and I'm gonna, and I'm gonna be putting a few videos up. So <laughs> fabulous, darling. Uh, thanks, yeah, thanks for watching. Uh, thanks to Roger, Lissoir, Critical Cupcake. Yeah, Roger, if you want to come Mercy. and you, you want to come and stand in for a while, give me a break. Let me know. <laughs> Just send me a message. I'll sort it out for you. Don't worry. I'm gonna speak to Roger later. He's cheeky. He's been very <laughs> cheeky. Bye. Catch you later. Should we do a screenshot? <laughs> Mm.
Bye.